This is Skip Hall welcoming you to Heart of the Athlete, brought to you by the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring athletes, coaches, and sports personalities of the Treasure Valley. Well, good morning, folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local Fellowship of Christian Athletes radio show here on 94.1. I'm Pablo Marino, and I'm the Ada County Director for FCA. And with me this morning is, is Sean, our, our new Canyon County Director for FCA. Thanks for having me, Pablo. Sean, it's great to have you here. So Sean just came on staff about a month ago with our, with our crew with FCA here in the Valley, and it's been great having him to be now part of the team. And folks, this morning, we're excited to have the opportunity to have joined with us this morning, J.W. Hardy um, in studio. And J.W., thank you for being here with us. Hey, thanks. Uh, appreciate you having me. J.W. has been here in the community for a while now. We're going to hear his story about his his athletic days, his coaching days, and what he's currently doing. But before we jump into the interview, um, I want to take a moment to thank our, our sponsors that make this show possible here on 94.1. First, we have uh, KBXL, obviously the studio here, for allowing us to have this show here in their studio. Um, also, we have uh, Mike Verdon Auto and RV Sales and Verdon Auto Center. Um, if you're looking for a great vehicle, um, Mike Verdon can get you hooked up. It's a great guy and locally locally owned. Next, we have uh, Skip Hall and Holland Associates. Coach Skip was a Boise State football coach here back in the day, and, and uh, he has some great financial services. If you're looking to get coached up in that arena, call Holland Associates. We also have Jim's Well Drilling. If you're looking to have a, a will drill, you can get a hold of them, Jim's Well Drilling. Um, and lastly, we have Awakenings Coffee House. It's a great coffee shop here on Overland. If you're looking for a, a great place to have a meeting or a quiet time, locally owned coffee shop, Awakenings Coffee Shop. Well, guys, it's great to be here with you this morning. And uh, JW, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate the opportunity just to be able to share and hang out with you. Yep. So I, I've had the opportunity to um, get to know JW probably about over the last year and a half since I've come on staff, um, especially through our, our summer camp that we have every year. And, and we'll get into that here in a bit. But a little bit about JW. He was a former head track coach at Northern Arizona University and Boise State University. He ran collegiately at Northern Arizona. And apparently, JW, do you know this? You still have some records at NAU and the Big Sky Conference. Yeah. And um, (laughs) he has coached, he's helped coach our, or he's head coached our track and, and field area at our Northwest FCA camp for the last seven summers. So we'll get into that here in a, in a bit. And then he's currently the assistant pastor at Pierce Park Baptist Church here in Boise. That's right. Yep. So, J.W., um, let's just start with your competing days. How, how, what was your sport growing up, and what? how did you get into it? And Just tell us your story, man. So, actually, I grew up uh, playing soccer and baseball, uh, as it would be um, that... As a kid, I uh, thought I was going to be the next Pele, and uh, <laughs> and so my days were definitely uh, focused on being a soccer player, and then also uh, um, coming up, I was a all my teams reside in Pittsburgh, so I was a Steeler, Penguin, and Pirates fan, and so uh, Barry Bonds was actually the guy um, when I was when I was uh, coming along in baseball as well, but. Um, when I was uh, of high school age, the school didn't have a soccer team. And oh. so uh, I picked up football and track. Uh, it happened to be uh, what happened. And, you know, my, my freshman year of high school, I made the varsity team. And so that ended baseball. Huh. Um, and so lo and behold, it just was uh, a, uh, 
a successful high school career, and then I had to make a decision between football and and track because I didn't want to participate in both in in uh, college. Hmm. And so track and field uh, is what I decided to to uh, pursue. And then I uh, accepted a, a scholarship at Northern Arizona University. Um, had a, a, a great uh, time there. Uh, we definitely uh, had a, a fantastic team. And it opened up the door for me to go back and coach at my high school when I graduated from college. Um, and spent uh, four years there. Fun. Uh, coaching high school football and track. And then uh, back in coaching collegially in 1997. And so um, – that is what I did for 12 years at Northern Arizona. And then uh, Gene Blameyer uh, uh, recruited me to Boise State, where <laughs> I spent uh, four years at, uh, at Boise State from 2009 through 2013. Wow. So you got a, a, just a great heritage of competing and coaching. So, And, then, and now you're, you're on staff with the Mountain View? Yes. So currently I, um, I coach uh, track and field at Mountain View High School, and I just recently accepted a position uh, also coaching football. And so I'll be uh, coaching football there as well. I didn't know that. Wow. Double duty. Yes. Coaching and, and, uh, and pastoring. That's more coaching, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, JW, again, thank you for, for coming in this morning and just um, sharing your story with us. And I, I guess I want to ask you um, – DW, when when along your journey of, of competing and um, and you know growing up in high school and college, did did your faith become real for you? And, and when did you see it that the the two went hand in hand? Um, well, you know, I, I had been in the church as a as a uh, as a kid. It, you know, it was one of those deals where my my uh, my mom was pretty strong in her faith. My dad, um, not so much, but uh, he was. Uh, uh, a guy that at least the Lord pressed on his heart enough to send us to church. Hmm. And so um, throughout that time, I obviously had an opportunity to hear the word, but, um, you know, I really didn't take my, my faith more serious than just understanding that it was that I loved the Lord and always knew who, you know, who Jesus was, but it, it kind of stopped there. Hmm. And so um, there was, there wasn't really any youth group in, in high school. It was, you know, just really a trek on uh, of life of being on your own, and yeah, I believe in you know in God and Jesus' Son, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and pro- and so it wasn't really until I got to college, um, I um, I became a father at age twenty, and that was certainly a wake up call mm-hmm. um, as far as what it really meant to live out faith and understand that there's so much more that that I hadn't. Uh, even uh, unlocked um, or understood about, um, you know, just living out your faith, mm-hmm. not, you know, never really questioning, you know, who Jesus was, you know, uh, what that looks like, but uh, what is my responsibility in that? What mm-hmm. does it look like for us to to truly live it? And so, um, so really, you know, it, it, during my college days, but really the Lord spoke to me um, uh, as I became a coach, I, you know, I, I continued to, to grow, um, as I went back uh, to Arizona and started coaching at the high school level, as, a, as I said, at my high school, Alhambra High School, um, the Lord grabbed hold of me, put me uh, around some guys and pastors that, that really poured into me. Mm. And so when I went back to, to coach uh, collegiately, and so in 1997, I had the opportunity to go back. You know, it was with a different focus. Part of the reason that I felt like the, the Lord opened up that opportunity was because— um, man, 
I, I live the college life, mm. um, you know, even as an athlete and trying to really balance that out. It, 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 it wasn't, uh, um, it's one of those things that I could, that I could certainly improve on uh, in a lot of ways. And so uh, going back, I had a different focus and really it was to, uh, to pour into kids and mm. really have the opportunity to coach them, not only on the track, but in life as well. And so in 2000, my, uh, my dad passed away, and, and that was probably the, the most real moment of, of God moving my faith forward uh, to where I am now. And that was uh, an opportunity where he passed away uh, unexpectedly. Mm. He had a heart attack. And it really was an opportunity for me to stop and evaluate, um, you know, was my faith real? Mm. And so I found myself um, just coming before the Lord saying, you know, God, you know, are you really real? Mm. And, and if you are, you know, I kind of, uh, I guess, tried to take him to task and say, prove it. And um, I, I would not recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but I did, and, uh, and I found myself opening my Bible and the the people think that uh, that there's coincidences, but the page that I turned to was James four and fourteen, mm-hmm. and the significance of that is um, my my name is actually James. That's my legal name. Huh. My dad's name is James. He died on April fourteenth. Whoa! Wow! And that verse is uh, what is your life? You are mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Uh. I don't know if you can prove it much more than that. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, that really was an opportunity for me to stop and evaluate and go, you know, JW, what is your life? Mm. And my life was that I wanted to be a track coach because, I, yeah, I wanted to pour into kids, but it was really about building a resume, coaching Olympians. And at that moment, it became, what is your life? Are you pouring into kids in a way that they're going to know who I am? Mm. Are you pouring into kids where – where winning is not the most important thing. Mm. Um, are you pouring into kids uh, in, in, a, in a way that matters in life and eternity? And mm. so uh, that was the moment of change. Wow. You know, um, this show is going to be airing on a, you know, this Saturday morning, but today is, is Wednesday. And um, we just, you know, the passing of, of Billy Graham this morning, just a legend in the faith. And, but I love how you talked about it's, it's through, it's hard, this, death of a loved one or someone that you knew, but it is a reality check, isn't it? You know, I think it's an Ecclesiastes that says, this is the Pablo paraphrase version, but better to go to a house of mourning than, than a, a time of feasting, basically, so that mm. so you can have that that time to, to contemplate, to just to think, to meditate, you know, to have that reality check is we're not, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, you know, we're not guaranteed this afternoon, you know, um, who we are before God is that—that that is who we are, nothing else. I think Spurgeon said that back in the day, and and wow, that, that's a great reminder to just daily seek to please God. I mean, that's that's all that matters in the end. Be a good dad. Be Amen. a good so good stuff. Thank thank you, Sean. Do you have a thoughts or anything? Yeah, JW. Um, I mean, I can I can certainly relate uh, to the tragic loss of a dad, uh, as I lost my dad as well, and it's it's amazing the way God can use that as like the or the time in which. Um, you know, really the rubber meets the road, you know, are we really going to trust in him? Uh, like Pro- Proverbs three, five and six, you know, in all our ways, hmm. acknowledge him and uh, he'll direct our paths. And sometimes we just, we can't see, you know, what's in the near future when somebody's so close to us who we've relied on and loved and they've loved and uh, us as well. So man, I can relate. Um, it's so cool the way, uh, although sometimes they're so hard those times, but God uses those uh, hmm. to really, to, 
alter our, you know, alter our a course, a direction, um, and not just for us in our own lives, but this ripple effect that is going to, right. you know, reach many. So you talked about the way God like used that to give you new perspective and the way you coached and loved on kids and poured on kids. I think there's a lot of coaches out there that really do have a heart to do that. Um, but maybe, you know, is there a more practical sense? Like, you know, what, what did that look like? Um, and how, maybe what, what was the JW Hardy coach before and then coach after in a practical sense? Well, I, I really think that uh, uh, prior to that, Again, it was one where I loved the Lord, but it was um, it was job first. It was mm. absolutely thinking about um, how to raise up kids to go out and be national champs. I wanted to coach Olympians, and so everything was centered in me wanting it more than the kids. Mm. It was um, you have to understand that I need you to do this because my job's on the line. Mm. And and I think after um, the Lord's began to bring about a different uh, transformation in coaching uh, from a different perspective, it became, I want to help you be the best that you can be. And in turn, I don't have to worry about um, where they end up, how well they do, because, you know, what I found is that what I already knew, but I think I need to, to, to be reminded of, is I don't think any, any athlete comes into the sport wanting to do poorly. Hmm. And so the fact of the matter is, is sometimes I think we get in over our heads as coaches because we think we have to push a kid to doing that thing because we see it. And so really I think what, what's changed, what changed is it's an opportunity for me to see um, the ability level of, a, of an athlete and then try to help them understand what they have and how to bring it out. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. practically it's let's do these things properly and you're going to get the success. And so, you know, so we live, I kind of live by a motto of uh, winning is not the most important thing, but it's a close second. Hmm. And really, you know, the focal point is that is I want to keep the perspective of the athletes that I work with and really trying to um, to do everything I can to bring out uh, the skill level, to hmm. teach them a work ethic, to keep fighting and pushing and all those things to remind them of what they're trying to accomplish. Because if they accomplish that, then... Um, then everything else that we want is is going to happen. The winning just happens when you take care of all those things, hmm. and so that's really what uh, kind of changed my my you know my perspective in coaching. Amen, amen to that, man. It's it's tough. It's tough to be that coach when your job is on the line. You know, yet yet um, man, I think of the word coach and the way that it derived from stagecoach, and the goal is to take somebody that's valuable, hmm. right? Your your athlete, and get them to the next place. You know, I think that's such a, you know, a, a parallel, you know, or a paradigm shift there for our, for us to realize that, man, it is not just about us as the coach, but mm. man, how can I take this, this life, this soul, this, this athlete and get them to the next level? Whether that just means going from the freshman team, to the JV team, or the JV team, to the varsity team, or hey, a varsity team to college or college and beyond. So. Right. Absolutely. And I, you know, and I think the other, um, the, the other significant uh, thing to that is, when you take on the perspective of really looking at those, you know, being athlete driven first, is it really is an opportunity to stop and, and take a step back and, and really um, you get to it's a self-evaluation every day. Am I doing all that I can to really impact athletes as opposed to looking at my own resume? Hmm. And so um, the, the, the crazy thing about it is um, is since the Lord changed that perspective, uh, in my life, there was more winning that happened uh, in my, you wow. know, that and it just blew me away. That's I look back on it and go, 
huh, well, that just kind of happened. You know, I was like, okay, is this like tithes and offering, Lord? He says, trust me in this? Yeah. You do it this way and uh, just watch the result. Yeah. I think it was a wooden, wooden, Coach Wooden that said, um, just focus on the process and the, and the results will take care of themselves, you know. And Absolutely. How, how true. I love that analogy, Sean. That's big time. The stagecoach, you know, like the point of a stagecoach is to get the passengers to a destination, right, to a, a certain um, location. And a lot of times we forget that life isn't just about the destination, but it's about the, the transformation that takes place on the way to the destination. Mm-hmm. And, and as coaches, man, what a great opportunity as, as you're taking this, this student from point A to point B to be with them along the journey, you know, when they fall down, because there's going to be many times where that happens, you know, and they have those bad days or those losses that they shouldn't have had. But to help them see, like, this isn't, the lessons you teach them don't apply to that that race they lost, but when they're a dad down the road, you're going to drop the ball, you know, but how do you get back up? So really, really good stuff. Uh, I, I know growing up, um, coaches played a big role in my life. I mean, I did wrestling. I wasn't too good, but it was, you know, it was a great experience, but man, the victories are so much sweeter. I mean, all sports wins are great, but wrestling is like, it's just you. It's kind of like track. It's just sometimes if it's an individual event, it's just you, you know, you can't blame your teammate. So when you got those wins, how great. And I remember my coach, his name was Coach Eiler, and he's still out there in Vail, Oregon. So shout out to Coach Eiler. Um, but when I'd have those those losses, he, he'd always have these taglines, he'd say. Um, and there's five brothers in my family, and we all had him as a coach, whether football or or wrestling. And um, he, he had this tagline, Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> That's when he, when he was frustrated. I just appreciated he didn't cuss. You know, he'd be like, Jeepers Creepers, Marino. Jeepers Creepers, pudding and pie. And he'd tell me what was wrong, but then pull me in and give me a hug. You know, so it wasn't just that correction, but it was that correction and, and love. And I remember he's one of the coaches that always that always stood out to me. Well, um, uh, folks, if you're just joining us, we're here in the in the in the radio show this morning with Coach J.W. Hardy just telling us about his life and, and hearing his journey. And and um, Coach J.W. Is, is a pastor here in the area and just telling us his story of coaching and, and competing in, in college and now being a pastor here at Pierce Park Baptist Church here in Boise. Um, Sean, you, you've done some coaching, right? You've, you've done some baseball. Tell a little bit about your story and uh, playing baseball and, and, and what you're doing now. Yeah. Um, you know, I got to uh, play baseball. I mean, it's, it's funny talking about bonds earlier, man. I, I remember watching the bonds days and um, actually I was going through some stuff at home the other day. I've got some McGuire stuff and Sosa when they were battling back and forth. And then mm. of course bonds came and just destroyed that. <laughs> but um, no, yeah. Baseball guy too, you know, pretty much my whole life got to watch my older brother at the little league world series. And um, it was real successful in high school. And uh, I got to play professional baseball with the Washington nationals. Um, and then uh a um, few years into my pro baseball career, actually, I uh, lost my father and my older brother in a plane crash. And just that 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 shift in perspective changed my life and death became a reality. And so uh, my heart, my desires from being in the major leagues began to change a little bit. Hmm. And uh, so I uh, ended up leaving pro baseball. And next thing I knew, I was on staff with Fellowship of Christian Athletes and God was using that platform. And so uh, actually in Southern California, while I was on staff with FCA Baseball, we started a a club travel team uh, organization under the umbrella of FCA. So I ran uh, travel teams, high school kids, youth kids, and while coaching at a few local high schools. And uh, so you were down there for how many years doing that, Sean? Uh, five years on staff with five FCA years on staff Baseball. And, wow, what a neat journey. And, 
And again, Sean is now our uh, Canyon County Director for FCA. So excited to have him get involved out there in Caldwell and Nampa and neighboring towns and mm-hmm. and seeing him really invest in the baseball community here in uh, in Canyon County and, and Treasure Valley. So um, also, uh, if you guys didn't know, we have a, a camp that every year FCA hosts. It's one of the biggest camps in the Northwest. Um, we'll have students come from Oregon and Washington and Nevada and Utah, and of course here locally in Idaho. Um, every year that we take over NNU, and this year it's going to be June 25th to the 29th. And what's just a great opportunity if you have a student that wants to get trained um, in their specific sport, but also take a time to grow spiritually during the summer. And uh, camps are expensive, and it's hard to do both, you know, but the, the opportunity, the great thing about this opportunity is that the child gets the opportunity to be invested in both arenas. And, and Coach J.W., you've been the head coach there for the track and field for seven years now, right? I've been involved for the last, for seven years. I think the last three or four I took on the the head role. I gotcha. don't know if, I don't think year one it was there. It, yes. it kind of is all mixed, but yes. Yes, uh, yep, yep. It has been a journey. And w- what's been your experience with camp? Like, how, how would you pitch this to those who are listening and just, just seeing it firsthand? Um, you know, I, I guess... What I would say is if you I think you actually summed it up very well. If you're really looking at an opportunity to to grow in 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 sport, if you know the one thing about coming to this camp is um, is that there's a, a great focus on on individual learning. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, there's a great focus on individual learning spiritually. I mean, and I think it's a great combination of, of camaraderie because you have um, other believers, but at the same time, you have, uh, you know, athletes that come to this camp that are on a journey of finding out who the Lord is. Mm-hmm. And so you really get a, a great uh, cross section of, of just people who love athletics and, uh, and really are there to. Um, to just learn and grow, mm-hmm. and I think it just brings about a great environment. I mean, I think the one thing that's got that's kept me hooked with this camp, uh, you know, I'll be going to into year eight, is that uh, the the college students that come, the um, that are are um, the chaperones. I don't know what their technical name is, but uh, those that are watching over the athletes yeah. and just um, their their heart. I think that. Um, the opportunity to share, and really, it's an opportunity just to be real mm-hmm. and 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 it, and share with others what is going on in your life, mm-hmm. and be able to hear, and uh, and all of it is 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 really at a personal level. And mm-hmm. so, I think those are the um, the inner workings of what makes it so great, mm-hmm. so awesome. Is that it's not just the camp that you're going to go to learn some stuff and go home, but it, it's it's life changing. Yeah, life changing is a good way to put it. And I like how you said, JW, that. Um, Wherever you're at in your journey, um, you know I love how God will meet you where you're at in your journey. And and with this camp, there's kids who come who've known the Lord for a while and grew up in great Christian homes, and there's kids who were invited by those kids who don't know the Lord and they right. they didn't grow up in a Christian home. But at camp, man, they they experience God. Not just you know it's not an emotional experience, but they get true truth from the Word of God on, on how you can put your faith in God and how He does, the Bible still it does apply to our, our lives in the here and now, no matter how old you are. Um, so, And we've seen many kids, many, many kids over the years give their lives to the Lord and, and they'll say, I came to learn about baseball, but I left filled up with Jesus Christ, you know? Right. And, and and I love, you know, it's a great opportunity to do a plug for the college students because you're right. So my, my job at camp is to 
oversee the college student portion at camp. And hopefully in 30 seconds, I'll summarize this, but that's probably one of my favorite things about camp is recruiting 65 college athletes from the Northwest to come and be mentors for, for the week. They're huddle leaders. And so we do an eight to one ratio where let's say your child wants to focus on football. We'll find a football athlete and they will oversee eight students who are coming for football. And for a week, they are doing Bible studies together. They're praying together. The athletes are going with them to their clinics. And, and if you're a college athlete out there or a college student and you're looking for a great summer mission trip, you should come to FCA camp. Um, you can go to fcaidaho.org to sign your child up to go to camp or be a college at camp. And Coach JW came and did some training with our college students. So I'm excited to incorporate more this summer of speed, agility, quickness. And uh, uh, so we can keep going on and on, but we got to wrap this up. But JW, thank you so much for coming and, and joining us this morning. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. And looking forward to working with you again at camp. And um, and Sean, thanks for being with us here this morning as well. Blessed to be a part of it, Pablo. Thank you for listening to, uh, to 94.1, Heart of the Athlete. And we hope you join us next week. Thanks, folks. Thanks, folks.